November knows deals and no better month to get deals than at Rorick Honda. From fantastic rates to fair financing, Rorick always has the customer in mind, especially during the beginning of holiday shopping, or the middle for that matter. Plus $2,200 in yearly savings when you count the Rorick Advantage with every car purchase, new or used. Buying a Honda is a must. Visit Rorick.com for all of your vehicle needs. And now, the Yajagoff podcast from the Western Pennsylvania Model Railroad Museum in Gibsonia. According to the Oxford Dictionary, the word jagoff is defined as a noun, which means a stupid, irritating, or... Here's how Pittsburghers define a word jagoff. When someone cuts you off on a parkway. Jagoff! Or someone scares the out of you. Yeah, jagoff! Or it's a term of endearment. How you been, jagoff? This is Mark Madden. Hi, this is Larry Richard. This is Ken Bill. Hey, this is Kurt Angle. Hi, this is Rocky Blyer. Hey, it's Rick Sevak. Hi, this is Greg Brown. Hi, I'm Tyler Kennedy. This is Antonio Holmes. And this is the Jagoff Podcast. And this is the I mean, come on. Podcast. Listen, this is what we're going to start doing. We're going to ramble, 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 ramble. <laughs> this is what we're going to start doing. We are making those four amazing ladies come with us on the road. Like, I don't know what we pay yeah. them in, but we're going to start doing this. Like, and I want a man's week. version of that timepiece outfit. Oh, like there you go. I, there you my, go. I guess I have to probably grow side. What I have to grow sideburns. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> so kudos to Tracy yet again, because we have, I'm really excited for this lineup. So, you know, we try to theme our podcast, obviously. As I said, the the analogy of a noun. We like for everyone in Pittsburgh to see unique Pittsburgh places, people, and things. So today we are talking to the folks at the Model Railroad. Yeah. I mean, we're this. Wait till you see some of the photos from here. Before we get into the whole show, we want to make sure that you check out the ajagoff.com blog that we post every single day. This week we had a technical difficulty, so we are one shy. Right. The network went down. It wasn't us. It is, I, I think there are days we don't know what we're doing. But yeah. It was not the net. It was the network that was. But down. we did show a video from live at the casino because our last podcast was actually at live, which is the Westmoreland. County Casino. It was fantastic. Check it out because it is for all ages. You actually do have an upper area where kids can go for bowling, ski ball, things like that. It was lots of fun. And go back and listen to it because the uh, rep- uh, state trooper Steve Lamani, Le- Lamani, yes, who you see on the news all the time from Greensburg, he is looking to raise money for a shop with a cop, and he needs some help there. So, yep. and then and- we did out Christmas tree, Christmas decoration, jagoffs, and. When Rick Earl from WPXI is, like, around, you know you're a major jagoff. So we had to do something on Rick Earl showing up to report on the parking person. We actually talked about this on Alista on Star 100.7 yesterday. The parking authority ticketer gave a ticket and stopped at nothing. They stopped an ambulance and said, just hold on one second. I have to give this ticket out. And That's the ambulance had its lights are. and sirens yeah. on going to an crazy, Oakland hospital. Crazy, so. so, yep. So that was, uh, and yeah, in the Christmas decorations, Jagoffs, look, it, at, when it gets to be April and your decorations aren't down yet, you're kind of a Jagoff. Yeah. But now, because they're still up in November, you're kind of like early. I don't know. I have right? a different thought so, on that. But anyway, so that's the, what was on the blog. We might, If you're listening to the podcast for the very first time, we ask that you go to iTunes and make a comment telling me you like us. And uh, even whether you like us or not, no, if you don't, say don't, you like don't us. go do yeah. it. So. Live if you want. <laughs> no. but, uh, and then also download it on the radio.com app. Okay, so Are this is. Are we bringing podcast. in the guys? Yes, let's bring in the guys here. Be so careful we'll move here. This microphone. Watch. 
Watch the table. And there then you the go. big test is going to be is if John remembers everybody's name. Oh, I know. And so we are in Gibsonia. This is the Western Pennsylvania Model Railroad Museum. When we walked in, it was like, oh, my God. Like, I wasn't sure what Me we were either. anticipating. Yeah. But it's amazing. And the upstairs is 1952-style Pittsburgh. It's like living in 1952. crazy. Yeah. It's, and it, they have it set up so you walk through this doorway as if you were coming through the Wabash Tunnel. So, first of all, welcome to the Ajagoff Podcast, you guys. We really appreciate it. You need to you sing to get, your names. <laughs> you have to get real close to the microphone <laughs> when you guys talk. So, who wants to talk first? Good. Uh, my name is Bob Meeser. Okay. My name is Ray Meeser. My name is Bill Humphrey, and I guess I'm the one that's going to be doing the talking. All right. Because <laughs> there is no question the way you grab that microphone. <laughs> yeah, you, you owned right. it. Uh, <laughs> I'm the talker. So, Bill, tell Give us, us some history. Yeah. Okay. Let me go back to the beginning. We were founded in, in, in 1938, so we're going on 75, we're over 75 years old and hoping to survive to 100 in, in 2038. With that, we decided from moving various areas that we needed to have a, panda, a, a shift in the way we think to come out here, and so in 1985, we moved here, bought, built the building, bought the property, or bought the property, built the building, and now you see what we have here. And like they said, this will be our 33rd year, would have been our 33rd year that we're here. What we represent upstairs in 4,000 square feet is Pittsburgh in July 31st, 1953. So that means the J&L Steel Mill is up there with greatly reduced but uh, in size but it's still there one of the items that we use is that or we we talk about is that this is the only place in the burg that you still can see trolleys on the smithfield street bridge and yes we do have the smithfield street bridge it's quite impressive with trolleys and the time period going there people go oh my gosh that's station square and we have to correct them and say no that is actually the pnle station because Station Square won't be there until the mid-70s, uh, right. so we're 53. So what we have is upstairs, you follow the Mon River going nor uh, along upstream, and eventually you get to McKeesport, continue on, and come into the Ohio Pile area, which we do have the rapids area there, up over the mountains and the big bridges, and finally end up in Cumberland, Maryland. And on a normal day that we're running the trains, we'll be running anywhere between 25 and 35 various schedules or trains that go from one spot to another. We have about 350 car, uh, 350 locomotives, and about 3,500 to 4,000 actual pieces of rolling stock. So let me ask you this question. First of all, this interview's over because I'm offended that it, you're representing July 31st. July 30th is my birthday, so it's... He never says it, that. It's never. just it's just not going to happen. Now, let me ask you guys this, and whoever wants to a answer this question. What is the fascination with trains and how it connects to Christmas? Do we know that history? Like, you That's know, I mean, my grandfather had eight Lionel trains set up in four rooms every Christmas. And uh, we know that you guys are set up all year round, but what is the fast? How did that start? Do we know? You mean the actual trains? Just well, the tradition of having okay. trains around a Christmas tree. Like this tree. is the time of year to the come out. Having yeah. trains around the Christmas tree was a good way to celebrate. The electric trains were some of the first actual moving toys that were not wind up. 
They had wind-up trains all the way back to the 1880s. Andy Masick told us that. And so on. What we have here is a combination of the final of what the hobby has reached in today's society, even <laughs> though we're showing 1953, is very accurately portrayed. Now, back to your question there. Why do we pick 1953? 1953 was the height of the Lionel and model trains in the, in you know, the hardware stores and the, and in the uh, other stores that you have. It's also when so many people were like, the boys were fascinated with all oh, railroads, anything railroad. That was the big item, and so were their dads. So they went to see. Oh, let's go see so and so's train display under the Christmas tree, because that was the logical era. And then, of course, the one thing is that the Korean War was over in by '53, and we were now in a good period of peace and prosperity, with lots of railroads doing. So does that answer your question? It does. Like, yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. No. The, the, you guys are a father-son pair. Can we right. talk about how has that history and that relationship sort of fallen? And if you don't mind, just passing the mic behind. Um, introduce yourself and and how. Has your father's fascination with it kind of been passed along to you? Because let's face it, holiday season is about tradition. Yes. Um, so my, na my name is Bob Muser. Uh, I do a lot of the social media and the technological things here at the museum. Um, my, my father would take over the basement every year at Christmas, uh, right after Thanksgiving uh, through my birthday at the end of February, to the point where there was a small aisleway that got to the laundry room and back to the office, and that was it. And your mom so, said, enough. Yes. Right? Yes. So I mean, the, the four months, the four months that it was up was, um, you know, every every Christmas, you know, we do a different display every year, and then uh, towards the end end of end of the '80s, there was a the museum put on a model railroad class, to oh, which okay. he became interested in, and he went down and signed up, and then of course became a member of the museum, and then uh, basically this became our display is that this is what we would do. Come down through here over the summer, work on the display, yeah. and then help work the shows during yeah. the summer. And the listen, winter. this is gorgeous, right? This is, it's so eye-catching as soon as you walk in, you want to see it. And and for some people, this is sort of on a bigger scale what the, the under a Christmas tree looks like, right? It, right? But when you go upstairs, talk a little bit about how that has been in pieces. Go ahead, Bob. Well, upstairs is 33 years of work right now. We yeah. did it in sections, and... Right now we're getting into the Pittsburgh area. We're redoing the steel mill up there. There's always something to be redone. And when you say in pieces, just explain, like, how long does that take and what does that process look like? Well, we, like we had phase one, went from Cumberland up to Deal, and that took, I'd say, at least five years. Wow. To get yeah. all the detail in there. And when we went on the pre-tour, you told us that you guys make things out of cardboard first. For placement, for right? For placement. Yeah. Right. And that takes how many hours? And then, then you put it into plastic, which takes then how many more hours after that? Well, the cardboard mock-ups you can do in a couple hours. And the original building, it could take up to a year to build, depending on what size it is. And like, do you buy balsa wood or plastic? or We buy sheets of styrene plastic. You can get that in any anything you need, siding, brick, you know, block, anything you need for to build a building. Well, and uh, and like I said, you've seen the Smithfield Street Bridge and the Wabash Bridge up there. Yeah. There's no kit for them. Right. No. So and the detail. I mean, you're show, if you're showing a farm area, you actually have these 
amazing little farm animals, right. you know? And Correct. then you also have paintings as well so that people understand this is where housing would be or this right. is where it's rural or whatnot. And it's identical to what was back in 1953. Wow. You literally so, step back in time, I have to so tell So we know that people can't come here and they can't see it. You can't celebrate the season. But we also know that you need to raise money at this point. So right. what can we do, Mark? To people watching this, can they go online and look what you have? Can they go online and donate and see that? Because we would have seen the Christmas show, and that is the yeah. bulk of what you guys yeah. normally do this time yeah. of year. Yeah, typically we're open every, th- every, every holiday season from mid-November through mid-January uh, on weekends, Saturdays, Sundays, and Friday nights. Um, unfortunately, due to what's going on currently, you know, we just can't have people in the building at, at this point. So um, look for us on our social medias if you'd like to make a donation. Um, there's Our information is available there on our website. You know, please feel free if you can. If not, we will definitely be open for next year. Bob, just one question before we go to the question of the day is that we talked about boys and and their dads, but girls get involved in this too, right? Um, Yeah, so we do have a lot of, um, we'll say wives and members that will come out and help um, various things, you know, working the gift shop, uh, actually doing painting and other kind of things upstairs. So, I mean, it's. We really draw from a lot of everybody's personal experiences, what they've done through life. So, I mean, like I said, I'm a software engineer. Bill was a chemist. Uh, a lot of those kind of things will apply to what we need upstairs on the for the museum. So We should have taken Bill when we go to the beer-making places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. But I think it's important to emphasize the fact that everyone has tradition. Mm-hmm. And this is something for 33 years that you've put on as a Christmas show right. and a chance for families to kind of come and connect over something that's historical but also right. something that, that started out as a hobby for families so I love it so if you're asking why you should donate it's because this this place will survive and continue to do the things that they can do and continue the traditions that you can come start or or enjoy like you have yeah we've we've had many of people come through uh, in years past saying they came here as a kid and now that they've got kids of their own okay and then next their grandkids yeah, right. Yeah, either grandparents are bringing their, their grandkids back through or even just parents are bringing their kids through because that's what they did every that's year for Christmas. So. Right. Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, yes, we all get uh, comments in our book out there. I was brought here as a child, and now I'm bringing my, my, grand, yeah. my children here so my dad can see his grandchildren play with the Brio trains. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> we had that. Brio, actually. Okay, so where does everyone follow you on social media if they want to check you out online? Uh, we have uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and um, Twitter, uh, WPMRM on Instagram and Facebook, and WPMRM underscore org on Twitter. Okay. There's awesome. no way you can't come to this place and not want to donate. So yeah. go online and at least look at the pictures or the pictures we have, and we'll put a link in there. And to Tom, who's up next from the Incline, he lives in Mount Washington, and he said it was not hard to find. So don't think right. that it's like right. this, you know, weird place in Gibsonia. It's easy to find. All, All right. right, question of the day. Question guys. of the day, and each of you has to answer it. I don't know if you've noticed, but over your shoulder are these really cool-looking ladies <laughs> who are singing for us today. So it's getting us into the holiday spirit. What is that Christmas song that you cannot get out of your head? As soon as Thanksgiving hits, even though you don't want to give in and start listening, you are. What's the song that won't leave your head? Grandma got run over by. It's <laughs> <laughs> my least favorite. Okay, I'm with Jingle Bells. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, I very much like Carol of the Bells. Okay, oh, okay. all right, there all you right. go. It's the whole bells of holly, fa la 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly, fa la 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 la. Don we now our gay apparel, fa la 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 la. Through the ancient Yuletide carol, fa la 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 la. 
Awesome. Strive right. the harp. Oh, <laughs> There's no way we're going to keep that cat down. Guys, I'm no. going to sing at some point. I don't here. care if it's good, bad, Come or on in here. John has had on his bucket list. I, I kid you not, Tom, for the last six months, we have to get the guy from the incline on. I'm not kidding you because it's so interesting to know that you get to give tours similar to here on what it's like at the Duquesne incline. Because we love crazy jobs in Pittsburgh. People know jobs happen. Like, the guy who man, who manicures the ice at the PPC yeah. Paints Arena, like, there's a guy who him. does it. We talk yeah. to him. So this is another one of these fascinating jobs where someone someone works the incline, and you're right. that guy. So yeah. tell us about, like, how did that even start? Uh, well, I retired early from U.S. Steel. I had 53 years in, and uh, I went home, and I'd lay down, and my wife would get up for work, and I'd say, Bye. <laughs> and she says, "You know what? You get a job, <laughs> uh, right?" Oh, nicely done. But anyway, so uh, there I was at a bar in Mont, Washington, and uh, it was. They said, "Well, they're hiring up here," and that's you know, it was kind of an afternoon thing, just having a beer in the afternoon. And I said, "Well, I'll go up there." And I started out collecting fares at the lower station and making the car go up and down the steps, up and down the steps, <laughs> up and down the track. And uh, at one point, the, the man who was in charge that hired me said, uh, I, I'm getting up there. and My wife and I want to retire and move to Florida. And he was already retired. This was obviously his retirement job, too. And nobody wanted his job. <laughs> Absolutely nobody wanted to be in charge of the incline. And I, I was working, uh, they called me back to USCO a few days a week as a consultant. Sure. And uh, I, so I said, well, I'll do it, you know, until you find somebody. Uh, 18, 18 years later, <laughs> I'm still there. But th- the neat thing was, in the meantime, uh, that was my job. Uh, I, not that I didn't care to do it. I was doing payroll and doing scheduling and whatever. Sure. Uh, fire marshals that come in, we have to show them around and whatever. And uh, I decided at some, you know, at one point that, gee, you know, we're we're not advertising, we're not promoting, we're not getting this done. We could get a lot more people here. So I uh, went over to, I was looking from the hill down to the science center, and I said, boy, look at all those buses down there, school buses. So uh, I went down and I talked to the lady down there, and she says, I'm sorry, I can't share that information with you. That's not kosher or whatever and i said okay uh so i went out on my own and i got a book of schools whenever i I started recruiting people to come then we started uh, a guy that used to be a teacher a physics teacher in the pittsburgh school district said tom i used to bring my classes up here uh for a field trip and but it wasn't just you know they they had to learn something they had to take a test on what they saw i'd show them what made it run and everything he said why don't you let me make something up for you and you can do, you know, help you with your tour. And I said, that would be great, but not everybody's a physicist. So I introduced him to a girl from Whittier School up the street from the incline. Uh, it's a elementary school, and they put together uh, different levels of uh, tours. All, all the way, All the way up to a How full. How organic is that? Yeah, right. All the way up to a full-blown, you got to do the engineering and figure out how this and vectors and all this other crazy stuff. And it went over real well. So we started giving uh, historic tours. I used to listen to the folks come in from the local city bus tours and uh, 
giving misinformation that I knew from my Western Pennsylvania history wasn't true. And I said, you know, that isn't right. I would be busted. And the guy says, oh. yeah. Like, Rachel would throw them yeah. out. Yeah. Well, the guy says, what's the difference? They'll never be back again. I said, well, why tell them anything? So we <laughs> oh, my gosh. Throw that guy He's, out. Yeah, yeah. right. So uh, I went uh, – online because i know it's true if you get something off the internet (laughs) (laughs) and uh we put together a tour for the incline and uh we uh we uh, got some folks uh uh that helped us uh, a couple from uh uh help me out rivers of steel yeah we went out a couple (laughs) and uh so uh and then we did tours and uh actually I'm one of the few people I think that created his own job, and that's you really did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. You know, so it was but what a is a tour? Talk us through, because I will admit, Tom, it's been about 15 years since mm-hmm. I've been to the incline. And what is a tour like? Somebody comes in and says, "I want to know top to bottom." It, it, how long does that take? And what is the most important thing you're telling them? Actually, it's bottom to top. We bottom start out at top. the lower station. There you go. You come okay. in at a bus at the lower station. You come in. Uh, we get eight, no, well, not today. We're doing nine, nine on a car because of this. Oh, right. But it used to be 18 on a car. Okay. And we put them on, load them. You know, a school bus probably takes up three car loads. And uh, take them up to the top on the way up. We describe what's going on. The cars are uh, 143 years old. The original cars that were built in Philadelphia by the Brill Company, uh, they were designed to be uh, horse-drawn trolley cars. Wow. And, and so they, they uh, actually, we are a railroad. We are a funicular railroad. That's that. what they call that. That's the first time yeah. that it's ever been used on our podcast in Remember five Remember I years. told you funicular yes. yeah. railroad? Finiculi, no. funicular. <laughs> That's correct. And I looked that up on the Internet, too, and I know this is true, that <laughs> funicular is taken from a Latin word that means cable car. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. And so anyway... Uh, we discuss that and what's going on as we go up up the hill and look at this and look at the woodwork and describe all that. We get to the top. I explain how the car stops. There's a, a little uh, toggle switch out in the track, and there's a piece of metal on the back of the car that, as we pull in, pushes the toggle, toggle switch over, and that shuts off the electricity. However, there's a lot more than that. So we get off the car, and we go through the pictorial history mm-hmm. of Pittsburgh that we have up there on the walls of Back before smoke control, uh, defunct uh, sports uh, arenas and uh, places that are no longer in existence. And we walk around and look uh, at the pictures of the cars as they would have looked back in 1877 with the horses pulling them before they, when they were designed to be streetcars. And uh, then we go down to the... uh, the gear room, where we actually watched the uh, original hoisting machinery in operation. And, and then we explain how that works and uh, talk about uh, Sam Deicher, the man who designed and built the incline, and also had a hand in the first Ferris wheel. Uh, he also designed the machinery that uh, powered the first Ferris wheel. And wow. John. Tom. You didn't know that. Call. I said Tom. something you didn't know. Is, okay, here we go. You're helping give John some clout. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the two things I'm taking away from your conversation right now. One, 
I want when I retire. I wasn't sure if I want to open doors and close doors at a funeral home or drive new cars back and forth to other cities because that seems like a you know a retired job. This I want. I want your job when you're done. He's when got you're it done, for you, Tom. Handing, no, when you're done, <laughs> I got an application. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. The second thing is is that I picture you at this point to be like Tony at Permantes. Do you know Tony? Yeah, yeah, that's Tony, a good. So yeah. you yeah. are like we've all, we've asked. Tony, I do make my own sandwiches. Well, how many times is mm-hmm. Tony? How many selfies has Tony been? Oh, your pictures sure. have Tony. So how many pictures do you think high school pictures and whatever you think you're probably all over the internet? I mean, nobody even knows. Oh, yeah. I've been on uh, Daniel Tiger's whatever. Really? Okay. I made an appearance with the State Puff Marshmallow Man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was fortunate enough to have the Notre Dame cheerleading squad on the observation deck. I got a picture of that. Okay. That <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's... <laughs> Wait, did the Pitt fans take you to task for that? or are they, you're I don't think they understood. Okay. I don't okay. <laughs> I, I'm an alum of Pitt. Don't, Same! <laughs> Main campus or Johnstown? Oh, uh, uh, night school, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my cousin Lisa, they were ripping on me yesterday that I went to Pitt. Uh, all the same. So, what I guess top two top two stories of working at the Incline? Someone you've met, just something fascinating that is. Yeah, happened. like you're talking to somebody at a bar is, or yeah. a party, and, and you're what's like, the story "This you is have? my, this is the, this is yeah, that's a good one. This is the story that will definitely get me beers the rest of the night." <laughs> Free beers. Okay. Uh, They were filming uh, a movie up there, and I don't remember which one it was. It was either The Next Three Days or Zach and Mary Make a Porno. Yeah, that one. But but anyway, and it went away now. I got Reinheimer's disease. Let's see. What's the guy? Russell Crowe. Okay. Was the star of the show. Oh, three Two. Both both the stories involve this. Okay. Elizabeth Banks was was there for uh, the, uh, the opposite. Right. She was the female. And I had to be there at 5.30 in the morning uh, because that's when the crew was going to show up. And so I was there, and I never get there till about 8 o'clock. So I don't know who the folks are. We're open at 5.30 in the morning, so I don't know who the commuters are to come through in the morning. And this cute little girl comes through with a breakfast burrito and a little coil with a plug on the end of it. And I said, uh, you're really not going to find a place to plug that in to heat up your burrito. And she looked at me like I was nuts. <laughs> it was Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> uh, if it had been Judy Garland or somebody that yeah. I know, that's right, maybe I would have known yeah. who it was. I don't yeah. know. But anyway, I found out who it was later, and she was sitting on a bag of salt that we had put out for, uh, you know, of course, for when we or for melting ice. Sure. Uh-huh. And she was doodling on her phone cell phone and i felt bad and i went over and i said i'm you know, how can i atone for what i said and i said you know i can't believe i'm, I'm imp- so impressed with uh, you know the way you go into your craft you just get up and walk on the car and start acting i said but this must really be boring and she says this is our downtime she says we get up <laughs> we get up at two o'clock in the morning and do nothing and then we're here at 5.30 in the morning. I sit on a bag of salt, and I do nothing until they tell me to go get on the car and say your lines, you know. And I found that very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Second story is uh, one of the guys that was with, I thought, the crew uh, came over and said he saw me giving a tour. And he said, Tom, I, that was very interesting. He said, could I bring some somebody up with me this evening? I'd, I'd like to get in. And I said, well, I'm giving a tour at 7 o'clock. Please come up. It's not a problem. Okay. So he came around, I showed him, and he had a woman and a child. Well, all right, here you go, and blah, 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 showing him around. 
And I don't know, a year or two later, I'm sitting at home with my son. I'm watching Letterman. And this guy comes out, and I said, I gave that guy a tour of the Duquesne Incline. And my son said, Dad, that's Russell Crowe. Oh <laughs> Again, that's if that had been uh, yeah, right. yeah. somebody that I was familiar with, they were, brand, they were just Let's starting out. Don't watch yeah. his unhinged movie. I had to stop watching it because <laughs> I was, my heart was racing. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do That's how good of an actor he is, but... Listen, uh, I know, you're going to need a part due. So, sure. Oh, yeah, you're I'm coming sure. back. How, yeah, yeah. 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 Then, and, and, uh, I mean, always coming. This has been awesome. So, anyways, I, you're, I'm steining at this point, but we have a yeah. question of the day. But first of all, again, we have to say, God, rest in peace, John Mayetta, because yeah, John Mayetta's uh, funeral is where we, we met you. Okay, yeah, we have, disclaimer, different. we are not that tacky of people. No! invade. <laughs> You know, yeah. funerals, it was it was a it was, family friend of John's, yeah. and we were there, and we found out that he was the guy, so we went into work mode and said, excuse me, yeah. mind coming he, Yes. <laughs> By the way, that is not my entire job. One one movie at the Duquesne Incline is, okay. is not yeah. my job. Okay. The, the rest of it is I take the people out on the observation deck and point at things yeah. and okay. tell them about All the right, French and Indian That's yeah. what John really wants. That, yeah. I, I want it. I do want it. All right, He's so good. we have our question of the day, all right. Tom. First you of all, already heard it, but where does everybody find the Incline online? Well, uh, it's DuquesneIncline.org. D-U-Q-U-E-S as in Sally, N as in Nancy, E, Incline, <laughs> I-N-C-L-I-N-E dot O-R-G. And the most important thing is we're not the Incline down by Station Square. That's the Monongahela Incline. If you get down there... It's a wonderful incline. It's run by the Port Authority. We are operated by the Society for the Preservation of the Duquesne Heights Incline. That's a great uh, point. So yeah. we give the tours. They don't. It's There's nothing wrong with the fact that they don't give tours, but they're bus and trolley people. Yeah. So yeah. This is you, the history of it, Well, right? that, That's correct. You, yeah. you can, that, that incline, although it's older than the Duquesne Incline by about seven years, has been redone several times. It's It's a modern vehicle. Uh, it works really well when it goes up and down the hill, but that's what it is. It's transportation. Yeah. You come to our place, and uh, uh, you're riding an original piece of history that's 143 years old, and uh, and we'll show you around and give you a little tour and take you down and show you what makes a car go up and down the hill. And tell you Russell Crowe stories. And tell you. So all you jag-offs got to come to this. <laughs> all right. So you heard you us ask this question so already. You heard all us right. ask it, but... And what is that Christmas holiday song that gets stuck in your head? Uh, Frosty the Snowman. Okay, all well, right. We've got a different one each yeah. time. We'll take do it. you sing? Do, when you when you hear the song, do you go Happy Birthday? Do you do that thing from the cartoon? I'm no. I'm listening to uh, uh, what's her name. There it goes again, Reinheimer's disease. I can't think of her name. <laughs> the, the singing group, the singing group from the '60s, the girls that sang. The Ronettes. The Ronettes, yeah. Oh, look at you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank God you're here. All right. So thank you very much. We really appreciate it. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Okay. Brianna. 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 Okay, you did like the Pittsburgh version.
Brianna. Yeah. <laughs> Brianna, thank you so much for coming. We, are, we have to tell you, we actually do the Daily Dose of Happiness on Star 100.7, and we have talked about the amazing things that Carrie Furness in particular has been doing in light of all the craziness. But thank you. you're here to talk about the initiative in general, right? I mean, tell us about the, the I want to say it right. Wait a second. It is the Rivers of Steel. Am I saying that right? Correct, yes. And it's really an initiative of five different things. Is that right? There Am I getting are right? a lot of different programs, a lot okay. of different counties, a lot of different attractions involved. Um, so Rivers of Steel is a nonprofit organization that started after the collapse of the steel industry in Pittsburgh. Um, and it was to preserve the stories of the men and women who fueled the mills and, of course, the industrial legacy that the city has. And um, a lot of that industrial legacy, of course, ties into trains. Uh, it was such an integral part of the big steel journey here. Sure. And so Rivers of Steel, over time, there are archives where we have oral histories. So many wonderful people have um, given us donations from their, their family collections and their attics, or as the mills would close, things were donated in that, in that way as well. Um, and then we also have, over time, preserved the Cary Blast Furnaces in Swissvale and Rankin. And that's, of course, a place where it's the only non-functional steel mill or iron-making blast furnace that still exists in West, western Pennsylvania. And we do industrial tours. We do arts and grounds tours that talk about the guerrilla artists and graffiti artists who snuck in after the site was closed right. and reclaimed the identity of the site. Um, and we also have the Rivers of Steel National Heritage Area, which is a subset of the National Park Service. And it involves eight counties here in southwestern Pennsylvania where... Um, so kind of the, the southwestern corner, and we have we do storytelling of the Big Steel journey through five different ways. So the fenders of protest, so the labor movements, the fueling a revolution, moving raw materials and things like that with trains, with rivers and things like that. Um, of course, there's the um, all sorts of different ways that we talk about the mosaic of industry, the supporting businesses for the, the steel, steel mill. Um, so we tell these stories that are not just about the big people like Andrew Carnegie and right. Henry Clay Frick. They're part of the story. Listen, that's a great point. And I think <laughs> that's why I was most excited to talk to you because, you know, I admit I went to an all-girl Catholic school that doesn't exist anymore. And, uh, you know, I would, I would say the quality of education when it came to history was not there. And I find myself living vicariously through my children now <laughs> who are getting a great history education. And sometimes that's why we bring history people on so that I can learn a little bit more. But you're right. You know, we're fortunate to have the Heinz History Center and things like that where we can learn frick, you know, about those heavy hitter players. But this digs deeper, and it gives that hands-on experience, right? Definitely. We talk a lot about what the worker experience was like and also what the experience was for, for immigrants. During that and, time. And yeah. African-Americans that moved from the south to, mm. to the western Pennsylvania for jobs and what it was like to live in these communities and patch towns and, um, you know, running the boarding houses and the the traditions and the culture that they brought with them and, and preserved. The right. Cary Furnace, we hear a lot about it. It, it becomes, uh, it, it, sometimes it makes me crazy when people still call us the Steel City because we're not, <laughs> but the, it is certainly our heritage and we take pride in that. I love that the Cary Furnace has re been repurposed even to being a national uh, backdrop for, what is it, uh, American Ninja Warriors or whatever like <laughs> yeah, that? exactly. Yeah. And the fact that you, you, that. you do that. And you repurposed it, you know, drive-in theaters and movies. They have good, Obviously, they have, that's what we've talked about on the radio. Yeah. Thank you. And, and, and you have haunted tours. You, 
know, kind of, I don't, you know, definitely, you know, all that kind of stuff about. And so I love that you can go get the story of Carrie Furness in whatever way you want the scientific part, the historical part, the ghost stories, whatever. Yes. Or as you said, you know, the art. So what, what happened to sort of, did someone just suddenly see that, that that was there and say, oh God, we have to preserve this? It was, it was, you know, was somebody getting ready to tear it down? How did it get preserved to this point? So it's a story that predates my time at Rivers of Steel. I've been there about three years, but um, August Carlino is our president and CEO, and he was part of kind of the grassroots organization to make sure that this industrial history didn't go away. Because when you take everything down, you can't go back. Mm. Like, like you said, right. people think of us as the steel city, but really the Cary Blast Furnaces are the on- one of the only ways to get in touch with what it used to be like. So there was just this feeling that it was really important to make sure that this was preserved. And there was, you know, a lot of people, it was raw and painful after the industry collapsed and looking at it, you know, from their backyard windows, it was very painful. And so I think there, there was some resistance. And of course there was the thought that, you know, this could come back one day and, you know, we do want to make sure that it's here to turn back on the, the mills. Um, there's also the feeling that, um, you know, when people are preserving these things, they, we can, this is a way we can tell the story. So sure. I think over time the pride has grown and what I, in, in my role, I work with a lot of tourism groups coming into Southwestern Pennsylvania to help them plan all sorts of travel experiences. But I think, so newcomers to the area have a lot to explore because they look at their industrial roots and their, their, what their grandparents did and they get a better understanding of what what they did at work every day but they came home and didn't want to talk about it maybe Mm. um and but natives like you said you know there are so many people who know this was the steel city but what does that really mean how do you make iron how do you make steel Mm. what was it really like so well not only that let's face it our millennial population has no clue i mean you have to stop and think like that they know us to be this i mean i don't know pittsburgh's robust but robust and you know now we're known as a foodie city or now we're known it's not just sports and it's not just that it's there's so much more um, rich history and so it is interesting to think that you do have to go back and say these were tough times yeah absolutely now you've been working at this three years and you've obviously been exposed in the rivers of steel we want to make sure we talk about that in a second but What's been the most fascinating story or, you know, thing, compelling thing that, like, like wow, that's amazing. Like, because you obviously, I mean, I barely lived through the steel part of it. I did. You know, my uncles were all in it. Uh, but you probably didn't, and right? Neither so, did us millennials. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Speaking for my truth. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so what, what would be some of the one or the most fascinating stories you've heard that kind of get, wow, that's crazy? You know, I think what comes to mind originally, um, you know, in one of the first tours that I was working on was for a a high school group that was doing a global connections um, field trip. So we did a Polish and Italian cultural history. And I was kind of brand new and I went down to the archives and I pulled out a book that was about Polish, Italian and African-American experiences who people who migrated to Pittsburgh. And there were just some like letters of a Polish immigrant that he wrote back home to his family in Poland. And he said, you know, how's my little brother doing? I hope you're not spending too much time educating him. Something like Pittsburgh isn't for the pen. Pittsburgh is for the, the muscles. And so you know, those kinds of things that people wrote, wrote back home. So those kinds of, Uh, and that was their reflection, not having, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Personal things like that. And, um, you know, there's, 
it's it's incredible the stories that um, so at the carry blast furnaces there are people who used to work as steel workers and, and iron makers at the blast furnaces oh, really? itself. Okay. And, um, I feel terrible that guy, I have not done this yet. Well, yeah. we're, we're Please come next up. summer. Yeah. Yes. Gonna, <laughs> we're having a podcast. She's show. like, I'm All off right. your podcast. I'm dropping. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. no, I just, it's just, no. what you know, it's like one of those things you just, Right. You just think I, you need you to know, do that. So many people yeah. don't know about it as right. well. So we appreciate right. this opportunity to share to share that. And we also have a riverboat with Rivers of Steel. Was, just yeah. looking at my notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a, a lot of people are surprised. You know, everyone wants a friend with a boat in Pittsburgh. And mm. we can be your friend. We have. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good pickup line. <laughs> we have a public sightseeing tour um, that talks about the, you know, the, the topography and the natural resources that made this the area sure. that it was. And talking about how we've always been on the the world stage since the earliest days when this was the battleground of the French and Indian War through the glass making, the iron making, the steel industry, and now turning to that robotics row and things like that, that still it's all feeding from the same ingenuity, the same natural resources and important things that we have to share in Pittsburgh. So we talk about the big, big names and the little people who all made it happen and it's a great way to do some sightseeing around. Well, we're going to podcast. Yeah. We will. For because I, the visual would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah. Now that we're all doing the whole Facebook Live thing, we have to do that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, my God. All right. Cool. Well, River awesome. Of, awesome. Steel. Is there something else you wanted to talk about? What can we. Well. What can we know while we're home oh. right now? Right. And, and we can't come on site and tour. What could you tell us? So I will let you know to check out our blog at riversofsteel.com because. Um, over the summer, so I mentioned we have the heritage area of eight counties, and we wanted to f- provide a way for people as they're looking to stay closer to home um, and travel, you know, by, by car or something like that. So we put together some, some different itineraries. We published a, a book called Roots to Roots um, in 2004. Want um, you hold it up? Yeah, I was looking at it. Like, I don't okay, you talk, I'll hold it up. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're such a Vanna. Do it. <laughs> So that book has so many incredible personal stories, so many mom-and-pop restaurants and, and hidden gems and historical societies. So um, it was it's from 2004, so some, some of those places, unfortunately, are not around, sure. but there are some new places that have been repurposed Oops, as well. That's okay. Third um, podcast in a row, I dropped something, just so you know. <laughs> it's good luck. So we put together some Exploring the Heritage Area blogs over the summer that um, looked at transportation. So Trains and Tracks is one of them. Okay. And there are, um, you, could, you could probably do it for days, traveling around to different model railroads like this one. Um, of course, the you know, you can think about the Connellsville Canteen is oh, yeah, a yeah. place where they actually lifted a 28,000-pound model railroad, a World War II vet made in his at his kitchen table to relax when he, you know, got home from work. Mm. And it's now they, they, they crane, they took a crane, moved it, and, like, dropped it into this canteen and built around it so that it would kind of look like the... Hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? That's the one thing that I, I can't wait to visit when, when we're able to do that yeah. again. So Get out of town. So oh, my God. Those itineraries should give you places to visit, and they all include, like, a historical story. But so I'd have to in, – no, <laughs> you go. You go. You go. So, do the, you know, we're blog dorks. We love reading blogs. So is it – are the blogs – pieces of what was in here and it kind of broken they're, into topics they're based off of this roots to roots concept okay. that um you you can follow a route to get in touch with your own roots sure. and um so there are things that are pulled from this book and we tried to kind of put some new things and make sure that we're you know if things are closed in the roots to roots book putting some new options for people to enjoy different restaurants that are train related and we did that with oh, all yeah. sorts of transportation so aviation cars and roadways along with um Boats, of course. So, 
I'd have to think that as parents who have kids stuck at home, mm-hmm. not going to school, and they're upstairs <laughs> walking around and you hear like they're, they're walking around and you know, like they're not studying, you could, as a parent, you could put them to this website Definitely. and they could learn, right? Yeah. And as a teacher, yeah. if your teacher's you're well, looking for something, resource. right? Yeah, it's a great resource. Yep. And in fact, our education department, known for our environmental science, very hands on programming on the riverboat, which was built to be a, a floating science classroom. And um, we also have a number of virtual curriculum and education lessons that are free. So if you're a parent and you need something to do with your family, check those out. If you're a teacher that needs something to connect into your your lessons, it's all there for you on riversofsteel.com. Parents, teachers, just go put in the reclining chair and relax, (laughs) circle back and... Put them right out there. All right. This is so helpful for parents and, like you said, for people who are looking for things. Now's the time you get to chastise us because it's been five years and you still have, and this is your first time on. But where do we follow it? Where? How do we, you know, follow on Instagram, um, Twitter, anywhere? You can sign up for our newsletter at riversofsteel.com. It comes out every two two weeks on a Saturday morning. Um, So just scroll to the bottom of the website. You can enter your email address there, Um, and. There are so many resources on that website, so check it out. And then we have a Facebook page that gives you a nice, it kind of pulls things out from our blog and different content. So right now we're collecting different holiday recipes from people around the heritage area that get in touch with their ethnic communities and, and Daily cultures. Dose of Happiness. It <laughs> is. Indeed. <laughs> That's what we do. Yeah. 455, this is our shameless plug, 455 every day. Kelly, we do the Daily Dose of Happiness. 100.7 star. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, well, this is it. cool. What was Question. the coolest thing you see over here? Just Is this fascinating? I, I love it. There are two children behind the schoolyard swinging on, on right. the swing set, and it's actually moving. I love all of the I know, Christmas lights. I know, And no one's blowing on it. The chopper. <laughs> the, <laughs> I know. The chopper's propellers are turning over yeah. on the, the landing pad it's kind of crazy i love that you're storytelling i love it i love that you're narrating okay so the coveted question of the day what is that darn christmas or holiday song that is stuck in your head i wouldn't call it a darn one all right all right (laughs) i love all i don't be so angry by mariah carey (laughs) i liked you up until then i cannot can't do the mariah carey love it so much i I had an right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. We Thank really We love it. We love it. The Holiday Harmonies here with us at the Western Pennsylvania Model Railroad Museum in Gibsonia. I got it all right. I I get to eat today. All right. So one of you guys is coming over to be the spokesperson, right? That is. She's like, what, you have to do like Price is Right? That's me. (laughs) Come on, Dad. 
down. So, first of all, tell us who you are and tell us all about the har- Holiday Harmonies. I'm Courtney Lynn Zarniak, and uh, Holiday Harmonies has been singing together since just after the recession. And a lot oh, of the, wow. there weren't that many caroling groups in Pittsburgh um, anyway, but they fell away at that time. And those of us who were singers professionally said, hey, uh, we don't have a spot for us at Christmas time to carol anymore, so let's just do our own. So we, um, we contacted some local agencies that we had worked with in the past, and they started booking us at uh, Giant Eagle Market Districts and country clubs and shopping centers, and each year we'd get more and more uh, requests. And um, up until COVID, I can't speak for this year, but up until COVID, we, we average anywhere from between 15 to 25 holiday gigs per season. I love this. So I, I, I don't even know where to begin to start. Like, I know, right? I have a bunch of, I have silly questions, but I also I love silly questions. questions. Okay, <laughs> um, I love, I'm a music nut as well. I come from a musical family. It's so important that you stay on your craft, right? Yes. So basically what you're saying is when you were professionals, so mm-hmm. you are actors, actresses, part yes. of, okay. Yes. So you sort of found each other. You all had this same geek out need. Right? Yeah. Well, like I mean, when we first started, um, the core group was made up of, of those of us who had sort of done regional tours together. Um, we've been performing together for probably 15, 20 years. Okay. Um, and now, you know, you, you have friends of friends of friends of friends who yep. have done cruise ship entertainment, who've done gotcha. major theme park entertainment, who um, are singer-songwriters, and maybe they've been away from Pittsburgh. I know most of us had gone away because when you're doing the cruise ship, sure. New York, yeah. Suck you back the gateway clipper yeah. just doesn't cut it from a salary standpoint. You, yeah. you go away yeah. for, you know, a while, and then a lot of us came back. And... Um, there wasn't, when we were younger, there wasn't as robust a uh, performance mm, community here sure. as there is now. Now there is one. So um, we've kind of reached out to all of our friends that, that, you know, that we've all known each other for 15, 20 years and we're back. You know, um, it's almost like that street corner kind yeah, of feel. Yeah, it like, is. Well, I feel oh, it's a niche because holiday, let's face it, this puts you in this amazing spirit. You know, yeah. like even just hearing that today, it was kind of, it's a dreary day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a bummer that their show isn't happening. And then you guys mm-hmm. start and it just, it erases everything. It oh. sounds hokey, but it's such a I feel feeling. like you're probably on one of Bill's platforms you, somewhere. I saw uh, them. Like, I the, saw yeah, them. we're like, wait, they modeled them. But no, and then I think of the, the, uh, the, um, the Chevy Chase movie, Funny Farm, where they mm-hmm. hired the people like, you know, yeah. and mm-hmm. this is so classic to me. Now, you guys have had the toughest job the entire podcast. We nor- As I told you when you first came in, we normally let our, our musician come in, they play a song, we record it, then they sit around and they wait till their interview. Mm-hmm. You guys, unfortunately, have stood the entire time in the heat, in your outfits and all that kind of stuff. So tell us who's with you today. Well, that's part of our job is standing okay. for a long period of time. So we're quite used to it, usually. In, inside or outside. Good point. Depends on how many layers we wear, you know. Um, with me uh, today, I have uh, Paige Strasbaugh, I have Perry Adams, and I have Kristen Pacelli. Nice. Great name. Yeah. Yes. Boy, you guys. Are, and you look fantastic. So if you're not, if you're, obviously, if you're watching Facebook, you see them. If you're listening to the podcast, make sure you go to the Facebook page and at least look at the pictures, whatever. Well, and because it's still early the, enough yeah. in the holiday time that if you have a holiday event 
or even some people oh. are doing post-holiday events that they mm -hmm. can hire them mm -hmm. because they can still create that atmosphere. Just because we're not, you know, at light up night doesn't mean we can't experience and feel what it's no like. No doubt about it. Season. Now we talked about the hours that these guys put into their mm -hmm. railroads, you know, mm -hmm. all year long. Talk about the hours you guys put into mm -hmm. to, you know, practice because your harmony is so tight Thank and you. so classic. Thank so you. what kind of hours are you guys doing? We usually, each season, put in one or two really hours-long rehearsals to brush up because okay. most of okay. us has been doing this. A lot of the music I for see. me, after 20 years of singing the same the same right, right. carols, <laughs> it's, it's up there. Um, but we like to just polish up, uh, integrate any new singers that we have coming on, mm -hmm. make sure that they're uh, familiar with their parts because most of us will learn two tracks. Um, because okay. during the holidays, especially if you have children, you don't know if your child's going to get sick and you can't come to that gig that you're supposed mm, to be at. So sure. we make sure that, like, I sing soprano and alto. Um, some of the ladies sing soprano and tenor. And uh, we do have men. They weren't able to join us today, but we do have basses and tenors. And um, Well, you balanced out the men at the <laughs> museum, so, you know, it uh, kind yeah, of Yeah, they couldn't be with us yeah. today. But, yeah, um, yeah we, we, like, integrate our new singers and make sure that we're just uh, – we might add a couple of songs, too. Okay. To our um, to our lineup every year. Do you get strange requests? Strangest request you've ever had? Is oh, it the Mariah Carey? Song you have to help me Brianna? on that because every year I know for a while we hadn't had Carol of the Bells in our lineup, and that was the one um, we've been doing it the last several years. Um, okay. So, but sometimes we do, and I of course I can't think of it off the top of my head. But strange request, anyone? Strange no, request that you can? No. No. I will say this. Um, we are carolers, so we tend to stick to the Victorian era. Right. Um, we've, as of late, um, added some classics that aren't necessarily Victorian, but they're still not contemporary. Right. Um, so we do often get requests that are the contemporary, all I want for Christmas is you, or, and we have to remind them that we're no, thank you. from yeah. a different era. <laughs> yeah. um, yes. Okay, uh. fair enough. I was trying to see if there's, um, what would be, in your opinion, the most difficult song to sing? You know, like sometimes you ask a musician and they say the Star Spangled Banner, right? Because you have right. those crazy notes to hit. Um, or the breathing technique. You know, you need to know exactly when to breathe. What's the toughest one? This mask. Well, <laughs> oh, <go>. yeah. <laughs> you have anything to add to that? Deck the hall. Deck oh, the really? hall? It's, it gets because of the breathing? Because of the pace yeah. of it? Okay. It can be, especially oh, sure. with this, it can be tough to, yes, okay. you got to sneak your breaths in. Um, From a harmony perspective, what's the hardest one? Oh, um, We Three Kings. We oh, Three Kings is, yeah, yeah, that's pretty okay. tight. Okay, right. that's pretty tight. So that, now if, you know, the retailers, when I'm out Christmas shopping, I always say, you know, it's the day after Thanksgiving, and I say, are you tired of hearing the Christmas carols over there? Like, oh, God, yeah, mm -hmm. right? So is there one Christmas carol that you just dread singing, any of you? Is there one you just like, oh, God, but you know no. it's, you know, someone, is there one you dread singing? Girls, don't ruin my dream because I'm thinking you're perfection right now. Don't I don't say think it. we sing anything we would rather not sing. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Sure. Okay. Oh, that's that's good. That all good, right. Good answer for sure. Well, so on the other hand, you can be you. you they can hire you guys year round for other things as well. Right? Yes. <laughs> so talk about that because oh, you know gosh. holidays are going to go, come have, and go. Yeah. But you want to be working all year round. We have a lot of uh, irons in the fire, you might say, and also ideas on the horizon. Um, so. During Christmas, um, you know, we're performing at uh, country clubs and shopping centers and private parties. Um, we did do a movie. We can talk about that, too. Oh, okay. Um, which was a lot of fun. Um, but uh, on the other hand, the rest of the year, um, 
some of us are doing concerts. Sometimes we'll um, be asked to do perhaps a, a vocal show um, at a country club or a resort, okay. and we'll craft that and put that together. Um, we have a girls' group show called the Rockabellas that we did at Nemecolon Woodlands, uh, not last summer but the summer before, every weekend, and it was like a girl group type okay. show, and that was a lot of fun there for the summer. Um, we also have over 70 characters that are fairy tale characters that go out. We do birthday parties, we do uh, meet and greets, we do corporate events, and again, that's something that really ramps up during the holiday season with a certain set of Ice Sisters. Um, huh. And uh, they'll be doing some pre-recorded holiday greetings this year okay. in, lieu of, okay. in lieu of visiting children in person. I love oh, it. Wow. I want to hear about the movie, but do you get the Let It Go request? Uh, yeah. Uh, to sing with the carolers? Yes. We have not. Interesting. We have not. Okay, I thought for sure We did karaoke judging last year, and oh. uh, every, other, every third mom sang <laughs> Yeah. They, <laughs> they thought every third mom thought they could sing that yes, song. Yeah. Yes. Until it got to the certain part. Mm -hmm. So what's our movie story? Okay, so uh, Love the Coopers. Okay. Yes. yes. Diane Keaton, John Goodman, yes. Rose Tome. So that was filmed in Pittsburgh, gosh, uh, I want to say four years ago. Okay. Okay. Maybe. Um, and uh, initially they, they put out a call that they were looking for carolers. And so one of our carolers saw the call and she said, hey, Courtney, why don't you put our name in the hat? And I thought, Sure. So I, I notified the agency that we we're available, and they said, well, we're looking for an all-male group. And I said, well, that's not us, yeah. but thank you for getting back to me so quickly. Maybe a week went by, and then they finally came back to us, and they said, actually, we would like to feature your, your group in the movie. And we were elated. Um, and so uh, we spent all day at the Shop and Save in Irwin with Diane Keaton and John Goodman and a bunch of extras. And uh, we had our red costumes on. So if you see the movie, we're wearing red. And um, I'm not wearing this wig. I have my little short hair. Um, but uh, we're in the produce section. And we spent, although we're in the movie for maybe 60 seconds, I think, um, it was a 12-hour day. Yeah. And wow. we spent 12 hours with those two legendary How actors. Awesome that? That's cool. About this far apart while they argued, singing Christmas carols at them. Okay. As if to say, please stop arguing. We're putting on a concert next to the cheeses. My gosh. Um, <laughs> but my favorite part of that day, because we had to do so many takes, yes. and the first yeah. round of takes was us just sort of mouthing the words so that they could record the dialogue of the okay. actors. Okay. So finally, finally, they said, okay, on this take, please sing. So we came around, and we're marching up to John Goodman and Diane Keaton, which felt like a weird dream, um, in, in a grocery store. So so weird, um, but we're marching up to them, and we sing. And um, when we finished that take, we went back to to do the take again, and we walked past Diane Keaton, and she looked me in the eye, and she gave me one of these and a wink, and it made my whole life. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure I that's so cool. What a good story. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. Feel good. All right. All right. So where does everybody find you? Throw us the website, social media, anything, so that if they want to get in contact for any of the reasons that you mentioned, yeah. they can. Well, we would love that. Online, uh, that's the best place to go is the website. So it's going to be Pittsburgh, spelled out, all lowercase, princess, lowercase, dot com. PittsburghPrincess.com, spelled out lowercase. Um, you will see a little tab for carolers. Uh, there is a booking form. We prefer that you go through the booking form because it's going to ask all of the specifics that we need to know 
about our availability. You'd actually be really surprised how many people just say, are you available? And you say, well, when would that be? (laughs) (laughs) From what time to what time on what date? Like all the things. So we ask that you fill out the booking form. It gets shot to our booking agent, and then we can determine if we're available, which during COVID-19, I can guarantee you we are. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. it. All right, question of the day. And I don't even know how we ask you this, but, you know, what holiday song is stuck in your head? I mean, that you just cannot shake out. Is we have to go all like four all here. So. Yeah, it depends on the day. Um, uh, why don't you all go first? Kristen. Okay. It gets stuck in there. It's okay. I mean, you know, Carrie? I, I can't get mad at you. Recently, I've had the Kelly Clarkson one stuck in Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. It's very retro. Yeah. It's so cute. It is cute. I can't think of it either. It's really cute. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we've been watching Home Alone in my house, so I've had a lot of Carol of the Bells. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And hey, Courtney? Well, my song growing up, uh, my father lived in Pittsburgh and I lived away. And so I'd come home every uh, year for Christmas. And so my sort of song that's always in my head that reminded me of my dad is Paul McCartney simply having a wonderful Christmas oh, time. Yeah. And when it comes on, I dance like a toddler. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it bounces. Uh, there you go. Yep. Uh, oh, my I gosh. Thank you so much oh, for coming such on. Such good song. Again, you guys had the, the, the lion's share of the job here yeah. today. We appreciate it. Yeah. So thank you to everybody. Uh, thanks to Colin and Tracy who help us produce the podcast. Thanks to the uh, to to you guys. Thanks to uh, Brianna from Rivers of Steel and the Carry Furnace. Thanks to Tom, the the Duke Kane Incline. Unbelievable. We are going to have to podcast from the Duke Kane. Oh yeah. Duke Listen, Incline we're not car. stupid people. That's why we have you all right. on so that right. we can now come to your place. And as thanks well. to the folks from here. If they ready, let me get it out. Ready? Yes. The Pennsylvania Western Pennsylvania Model Railroad Boom. Museum Port right here in Gibson. Yeah, there right. you go. Boom. And thanks, of course, as always, to our sponsor, Roraconda. November knows deals and no better month to get those deals than at Roraconda. From fantastic rates to fair financing, Rorik always has the customer in mind, especially during the beginning or the middle of holiday shopping. Plus, $2,200 in yearly savings when you count the Rorik Advantage with every car, new or used, purchased. Buying a Honda is a must. Visit Rorick.com for all of your vehicle needs. And we leave you with this, the holiday harmonies. Deck the hall with bells of holly, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. Tis the season to be jolly, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. Don we now our gay apparel, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. Roll the ancient yuletide carol, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. See the blazing you'll be for us, fa la 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 la. Strike the harp and join the chorus, fa la 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 la. Follow me in merry measure, fa la 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 la. While I tell of Yuletide treasure, fa la 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 la. Cast away the old year passes, fa la 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 la. Hail the new year, lads and lasses, fa la 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 la. Sing me joyous all together, fa la 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 la. Gaze and bell the wind and weather, fa la 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 la.